Hello, friends. It is Friday, June 11, and this is the last podcast for the week. Dwight Beal here with Diane Walters. Thanks for joining us all week long. Yeah, Diane. It was a short week. It was. <laughs> it only lasted about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, so, Diane, as we've kind of read all these passages together, have there been any common themes that have stuck out to you? I think one of the big themes was about uh, how God looks at our hearts um, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look at our outward appearance. Mm. Um, saw that in quite a few of the passages, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then also that just God is faithful and he keeps his promises mm-hmm. were a couple of the big ones that I pulled out. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. One of the things we like to do as we're reading through this Bible reading plan is look for Jesus, even in passages that where Jesus isn't specifically mentioned, because mm-hmm. uh, we believe he's the divine word and that the Trinity has always been. Right. Jesus didn't just show up when he was born. Right. You know, we, we believe that he's pre-existed his incarnation, right? So that being the case, Jesus was hanging around throughout the old, te- the whole Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one one Jesus sighting that I thought about was, uh, so in Isaiah fifty three, we're given this picture of the Messiah, and it says he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Uh, and yet he was the perfect lamb of God, mm-hmm. right? So it just reminded me of like when when we saw David uh, and God's like, don't judge by external appearances, yeah. you know? Um, and that David, even though he was a, a, a flawed human being, just like we are, he was kind of like an, ar- an archetype of Jesus, you know? I mean, when Jesus showed up, he was called the son of David, mm-hmm. you know? There was such a reverence for David. So I think it's... I've never really thought about this before, but it's kind of cool that when David was called to be king, uh, he didn't have the appearance of a king. Right. In the same way that when Jesus showed up, he he didn't have the appearance of a king mm-hmm. either. You mm-hmm. know, so that feels like a, a little bit of a Jesus yeah. sighting to me. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you take us through the last passage, uh, Mark chapter four, twenty six to thirty four? Okay. Uh, This is the parable of the growing seed. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and then finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. And then the parable of the mustard seed. Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It's like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. In fact, his public ministry, he never taught without using parables. But afterward, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to him to them. Hmm. 
There are those word pictures again. Yeah. So where are the golden nuggets for you, Diane? Well, the whole idea, I mean, I think part of it is what that we're in this whole series of this uh, summer of, of witness. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about how the farmer plants the seed, but doesn't really understand how the growth happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and the mustard seed, how it's so small, but it grows big. You know, that our job is to plant seeds. You know, I think when I was a kid, evangelism meant that you went out and you talked to people and you had to bring them to Christ, like right that, you know, that time yeah. you talked to them, Yeah. you know? And so I think that's what was so scary and has such a negative, negative connotation to me. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, we're learning all this, you know, God wants you to make relationships with people and plant seeds. And it's not your job to grow their faith. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Right. And, you know, it takes a big weight off you um, mm -hmm. because you realize, okay, it's not my job to, make them believe that's God's job. Right. And uh, so yep. I just think that's a cool, you know, a cool picture of that, that the farmer doesn't know how it works, but he just plants the seeds and that's right. <laughs> lets God do the work. Right. So, so um, have you heard of this show called the chosen? Oh yeah. I, I watch it. <laughs> I said that kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, you, you've been following it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? It's, it's great. I love yep. it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever listened to Dallas Jenkins, who's the director? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that he often says is just remember, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. It's my job to bring the loaves and fishes. It's yeah. only your job to bring your, your few loaves and fishes mm -hmm. and then let God multiply it, right. And, right. Uh, which is his story. Mm -hmm. Like his, he's got a story of great story of just, you know, th three years ago, you know, he totally bombed. Right. Uh, in the box office and just thought he was done as a director and went from a sought, a well sought after director to a, nobody wants to work with them right. kind of director. And, um, but little by little, God kind of put, put the pieces together for, for the chosen. And so similar, similar idea. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you, have anyone in your family who's in agriculture? We do not. Okay. <laughs> uh, my mom grew up on a farm. Okay. Yep. And uh, and then I, one of her sisters had another farm. So that was one of my favorite places to go as a oh, kid. Okay. Um, but it was just so fascinating to watch uh, them plant the stuff and then to watch it grow and then to go out in the big combines and cut cut down the corn mm -hmm. and feed the pigs and and all that kind of stuff but we're 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 not in a is it agrarian is, is that the right word sure um an agrarian we're not an agrarian yeah. culture for yeah, the yeah. most part yeah. like we we're so isolated from that stuff mm -hmm. for the most part mm -hmm. so we don't we don't see the miracle of unless we're planting flowers on our property and right. we watch them grow and stuff that's that's cool too um, but, but we miss, we miss the miracle and the mystery of not knowing how in the world this works, but that it works. Right. And God supernaturally grows this stuff. Um, so you mentioned in a previous podcast that, um, that your missional community is hanging out at a park. Yeah. What park are you hanging out Elder at? Park. Elder Park. Elder Park. Yeah. Zealand. And part of your goal for being there is to, is to scatter seed. Yes. 
right? Yeah, we've only been done it one weekend, so <laughs> we have no results. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, actually, last week was kind of our first time there, so we just took some time to pray together. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, some people walked around and prayed, you know, mm -hmm. for the people that may, maybe would come or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then and we just played cornhole for a while, and, you know, had fun. Right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Years ago, I I uh, I was on a plane. Uh, I can't remember where I was going. It was it. It was international travel somewhere. My parents were missionaries, so I numerous times I went overseas to visit them. And on one of my flights, I sat next to an evangelist mm -hmm. and a guy who does like big crusades, like okay. all around the world. I didn't recognize his name. And so he wasn't, you know, a Billy Graham or mm. something like that, but he, he was doing some, some things like that. And, uh, as he was getting off the plane and I told him that I was a musician and a worship mm. leader and stuff. And as he was getting off the plane, uh, we said our goodbyes and he, he walked ahead of me and out the plane and then he turned around and he came back to me and he said, Dwight, keep scattering the seed. Mm. Uh, and cause we had had a cool conversation beforehand about, he's like, that's, that's my job as an evangelist. Yeah. I'm just scattering the seed mm -hmm. and I have no idea which kernels are going to take root and grow. Yeah. That's God's job. Um, but his last encouraging word to me was just keep scattering the seed. So I, I think about that from time to time, especially this summer. Mm -hmm. I've thought about it a number of times. Yeah. So where, where do we see examples of the mustard seed parable in, in action? Something that starts so small. Any examples of that in your life or that you've seen? <laughs> Not that I can think of right now. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm so uh, I'm so wrapped up in the chosen series that <laughs> that a lot of examples from that come to my mind. But um, uh, after bombing at the box office, he decided to produce a a much smaller, shorter, lower budget film called The Shepherd, mm -hmm. I think, and he just did it for his home church. Right. And it was just, it was a mustard seed. It was just a little thing in comparison, but that's what God used. Right. That's to start, to start growing the vision mm -hmm. of the chosen, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, I think even in my own life, you know, uh, taking piano lessons as a kid, I didn't like practicing piano. <laughs> That was boring. I did. No. Did you? I did. Good for you. I'm impressed. I I wanted to, you know, I I wanted to be outside throwing the football mm -hmm. with my friends, mm -hmm. you know, and riding my bike and going off jumps and yeah, crazy stuff. And I had awesome friends in my neighborhood, and I just wanted to be playing all the time. But but I had piano lessons once a week, and to be prepared for the lessons, I had to practice a half hour a day, and so I had to tear myself away from things I wanted to do right. to go do this thing that I had to do. <laughs> and 
And it's just when you're a kid, you know, it's just a little thing, you know, but it's neat to see how uh, God grows those little yeah. things. And now we're, in the end, and yes. now we're adults and we're able to use those gifts. Yeah. You know, hmm. well, anything else, Diane, before we wrap this up? No, that's everything I can think of. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit here. <laughs> Would you be willing to just kind of say a prayer of blessing over anyone who's, who is, uh, she's looking at me with this dagger. You should have asked me before we started recording if I was willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this prayer for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pray a simple prayer blessing over oh, those who okay. are listening today okay. and, and whatever they're doing in their lives. Okay. Okay. Lord, I just want to thank you for everyone who's listening this today and all this week. I just pray that um, you will bless them in whatever they're doing today, whatever they're doing the rest of this week. And mm -hmm. um, just give them uh, your guidance and your love and your peace in Jesus mm -hmm. name. Amen. Amen. Thanks friends. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.